Yeah. Hello. Welcome. This is uh, my podcast, and I am here before my friends. Everyone, say hi. Introduce yourself. I'm Kevin, of course. This is my assignment. And, uh... Wow. Uh, I'm Marcus. <laughs> uh, my name is Sean. I'm Deontay Friday. My name is Mark Grant. All right, y'all didn't have to get all the details out, but that's that. But um, so the topic we wanted to explore today was innovation in the age of creative recycling. And when I say recycling, I mean reboots, excessive sequelizations, and remakes. Because I feel like that is just something that's been a trend in media in general for for some time rising each year almost and i've looked at a few things and i definitely uh see some correlation so overall i think it's most apparent in cinema video games and technology what would y'all say i would agree i think i have like a couple points like as far as video games go so like um you know, it's, it's, it's good and bad examples of this, of course. So, like, on the good side, you know, I see games like, um, you know, Crash Bandicoot or Destroy All Humans. Like, those have remasters, but, like, I think that was done the right way. Because not only are they putting a new coat of paint on it for the old people that like that game to come back to it, but they're also re-releasing it in a new time frame. Because back then, those games were, like, 10 out of 10s. So, basically, like, they're exposing it to a new audience like all the kids now so they can play it as well but a good example would be final fantasy the new final fantasy of course although the remastered although both of them are extremely classic games and really good games the remaster is the same exact story just brought into a newer age and i think i'm not saying that it's a bad thing i think sometimes things don't need to be remastered and things don't need to bring back with games and movies and stuff like that, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing because the Final Fantasy VII remake did extremely well. It's a beautiful game, extremely well put together game. I do believe sometimes people can blow it out of proportion and it doesn't need to be done. I feel like you know? older games like, don't need to be brought back. Older games? Yeah. What do you mean older though? Like, like pixelated games, like 64-bit. Trying to think, what's that game with the dragon? Spyro? Spyro? Yes. Spyro. Spyro. I don't know. That remaster, yeah. Spyro was a really good remaster. That was a great remaster. Okay, okay. So y'all y'all both mentioned two good remakes in y'all opinion. So what what is like a bad example? Because you both say you both brought examples of that you think it's good for the series. Because the original product and it's being, you know, put into a new light, new coat of paint, as you said. I got to think about it bad. But, you know, there's definitely what really uh, put me off to this issue. We could, You could say Call of Duty. Call of Duty has. I was, <laughs> my fault. I didn't mean. No, nah, no. Nah, you straight. You straight. Um, really put me off to the issue. Be, I felt like there was a lot of unnecessary examples. And you could argue that Call of Duty was one of those. Because that's an annual game series that is really more, more, more the same than not. In almost every rendition, and it's been like I said, annual for years. And I actually thought this last Call of Duty wasn't gonna do that because Modern Warfare was so big and like the biggest it's ever been with Warzone. 
So mm-hmm. I thought they were actually going to hold off and actually focus on it. But no, they announced that Cold War. And I do see people on it. because Some people it's are just... Warfare. I'm on it. it doesn't some people are just loyal fine. to the car. Mm-hmm. Nah, the only reason I really hopped on it is because my friends were on it. I was like, yeah. whatever. I'm going yeah, to get the game. <laughs> let's, let's face it. Call of Duty hasn't made a really good game in an extremely long time. I will when, say... To kind of counter that, I think the Call of Duty games are good. It's just they're nothing new at they're all. They're repetitive. Yeah. It's, they're it's still repetitive. fun, though. Yeah. I, I do be having fun on a Call like, of Duty when I hop on it. Yeah. yeah. Call of but Duty's I like, get tired. Like, until, I mean, I in, yeah. until this <laughs> new Modern Warfare joint came out. When I was on the Call of Duty hard, like the Modern Warfare 2 and the Black Ops and the Black Ops 3. By the time the new one was coming out, which was always the next year, I was already tired of the current game. Would y'all mm. say the same? Yeah. 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 Like overplayed. Yeah. yeah. But like, this time around, I feel, this is still life in Modern Warfare. I think almost everyone agrees. Yeah. 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 I think it's, it's way still, more life than Black Ops. Yeah. And they still went ahead and made another one. And I feel like that's because more so because of um the Warzone feature on it. Because mm-hmm. those type of games yeah. have like a lot of longevity, like yeah, the new see, battle passes actually, and the seasons and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, that's a good example because this is Call of Duty, an inherent series that you know always doing the same thing. Right. But they found a way to bring something new into their system. Right. Even though the battle royale as a, is a trend of just the general time. Right. Well. Mm-hmm. They didn't do it bad though. They no, didn't they do it. Didn't, it, it was it's solid. Good. They like it. I feel like everyone has their own kind of taste. Right. Like, mm-hmm. Their opinion of the best battle royale game. Right. I'd say yeah. Apex. <laughs> Everything's better than Fortnite. My uh, brother plays a lot of Apex, but I'd say Fortnite is actually one of the biggest original games in a really long time. It actually, is actually since we on this point, yeah. Fortnite, we gotta give Fortnite. Fortnite got yeah. yeah. Fortnite did a lot of it, new shit. On that Fortnite. Fortnite really did yeah. like make it a mainstay kind of genre. Yeah. But they um, had a lot of liberties with it, like the emotes and all yeah. that shit. Like what they chose to embrace is now kind of definitive right. of the genre. Like it's it's a whole new monetary. The whole yeah, the, yeah, like the idea of the, the, the battle pass battle system pass, too, yeah. for a free game. Like yeah. But speaking of cinematic, I remember Mark said yeah. he had some things about uh movies that he felt like before that though. I wanted to say control as a video game. Have y'all heard of that? Troll? Control. Oh, no. oh yeah, yeah. So control is a third person shooter. Okay. Single player game. It has a role playing game elements because you can upgrade and perk her out. But she's perk like out. <laughs> yeah, you get little little buffs and attributes and shit like that. Snake. But um, she has like these psychic powers, and she's like investigating the the bulk of the game takes place on one building, and it's like just this like mega corporation. Long story short, it's really original, and it's the first of anything, and that like that's not a reboot or any kind. Right, and I feel like it just brought a lot of new to the table, and I only heard about it when looking up like best games of the years and shit, and I had never heard about it like truest release or marketing anything yeah like and it's so weird because like um it's another game it's called disco elysium right like uh like i when i got when i got the pc i got up on steam and like when i was going through the top games like that was like 
the number. I was looking up top games on PC, and like I saw that title just like across the board, but I've never ever heard of this game like ever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think I said that to say like I'll be faster to hear about a remaster game than like a groundbreaking innovative mm-hmm. game that like all the critics are going crazy about. Like everybody who's played the game, like they say it's like ten out of ten, but I've never heard the, about the game before. I think about? that's crazy. <laughs> All right, so continuing the idea of innovation around among recycling, the reboots, sequelization, especially excessive ones, and uh, remakes, I feel like it's really apparent in movies, cinema overall. And I was just looking up like the highest grossing films of recent years, and I'm on 2019 right now, and one, two. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight of these movies I would technically consider some form of recycling. And if we're being real, technically all of them could be considered. The Can two I'm not I'm about, yeah, I'm about to let you know. The two I'm not considering are Captain Marvel and the Joker. Because the Joker was, you know, a very new take on it. it really but it technically was. You know, it's not a new idea completely. And then Captain Marvel. I feel like, I feel which like... is the same thing. But for all the movies that did count as like a remake, at least in my mind, were Avengers Endgame, The Lion King, live action, which is a peak example. Frozen 2, Spider-Man Far From Home, Star Wars, Horizon Skywalker, Toy Story 4, Aladdin remake. And Jumanji, the next one. How would you consider Spider-Man Far From Home? I didn't see it. It's a continuation. I heard Far it From is. Home is part of a whole new like sequel. Yeah. Second one. Yeah, but I wouldn't consider it like a remake. It's completely it's different villain. Like a different story. What you trying to say? It's a different story. It fits in terms of sequelization, not okay. in terms of remakes okay. and reboots. All right. Well, I, we could put Star Wars on that bitch too. If you want. Star Wars was already on it. Star Wars on it. We're not talking about Star Wars. We're talking about the okay. idea of redoing and continuing the Star Wars. Now, the Mandalorian is new. Nah, Mandalorian's like, great. It's like that. Uh-huh. It's amazing. Mandalorian's it's a great show. Amazing. That's a good take yeah. on Star Wars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They should have done A lot movie. of people do say that. Yeah, I think um, it, it expounds on the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Really good. To where, like, the Clone yeah. Wars, too. It is way. entirely new. If you watch yeah, the, Star Wars, Wars, I heard the Clone Wars, the Clone Wars is a really good take oh, yeah. on Star yeah. Wars as well. The animated series, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, wrapping up on that Star Wars note, another thing I noticed is eight out of these ten highest grossing movies were also all Disney. Mm. Disney yes. had it in two. And I feel like Disney is one company in specific that's going crazy with this trend. Yeah. No, because the Lion King, Aladdin. they be calling it the live action, and it's not even live yeah, action. Just, so I don't know what the hell to really call it. Yeah. But I call it unnecessary. It's just the CGI reboot. It really, really was. It was. They retold it. It wasn't needed for real. It's the CGI reboot money cash in that Disney is doing, I feel like. And mm-hmm. that was the second highest grossing film of 2019. Really? With $1.6 that year. Was good, though. I do admit. It, it, it was good. <laughs> but I think it's so crazy because when they do take on these big like remakes and reboots, I think one bad thing of it 
just for creative integrity, it's because like all this focus is going into something new. Like you're not even trying to Let's do see. something new. You're trying to take a spin on someone else's work. Because um I don't know if any of y'all happened to see it. I remember Disney was about to come out with a movie called like Onward. Yeah. Or something yeah. like that. Those little Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if that movie would be good or not. It but at the same, it was, it, it was pretty fine. I'm not gonna lie, I kind of wanted to see it, but I was like, Brett, I don't, I can't even remember the last time Disney had like a movie. new, new movie like that. Like, I was the only ones I can think of outside of that be like, fuck, they had Big Hero Six a while back. Janky, but it's really good. Oh, okay. that's a good original. Uh, Frozen just got a sequel. Really? Yeah, yeah, but that was a new idea too. No, nah, um, it's just it's like one new idea for every like five or ten reboots. Yeah, and like that, like like I was saying with the video games, I, I feel like the thing with these Disney movies is like what makes it bad is the motive. Like they're releasing these movies to just cash to in, money, yes. yeah, to make money off of them. So they're not gonna that, actually try. They're just right. It. They're yeah. just gonna redo it and then like like you they know they put. Beyonce, yeah. you know, with the new CGI, like Will Smith, yeah. like, you know, we got all the the top name actors <laughs> in this, like, come watch our movie, it's new and improved, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like a big, like, facade. Exactly. But, they don't have to put that much money into it either, they can just put, like, a, I mean, it's a lot of money, but it's like a couple hundred million, yeah. and they can make double that, triple that, yeah. without so, even trying. So, still looking at these highest grossing movies, I just kind of took a little side quest. So the the ones I would say I can't definitively say would be the, the Sherlock Holmes, the Angels and Demon. And those are two more. If you accept those, now you bring it up to six original ideas, technically. Sherlock Holmes has a now, now that's a majority compared to 2019 where we saw when it was like I don't even know if it was one. I I already forgot, but it was so slight. Sherlock Holmes, you're talking about the one with uh, Robert Downey. Robert Downey. See, but, like, the thing I see, right, is, like, even though they did have uh, reboots back at that time, like, they were actually good. And I feel like their intent wasn't really to make money off of it. It was to tell that story in a new light with the new technology that they had. You know what I'm saying? I think that's the point of this debate, though, because I feel like a lot of reboots are good. Like, we're not not talking about rebooting being bad or good. We're Mm -hmm. just talking about the concept of a lot of movies being rebooted. Right, but at the same yeah. time, I mean, at like, the same time, that, thinking about their good or bad is a natural exploration okay. of yeah. the topic. At That's the same time, but yeah. it's all aspects of it. Yeah, it seems I was, like y'all are in more favor. Y'all kind of like these remakes. Honestly, kind of generally speaking, I'm, it, I'm, I really do. Just, I just want to see more original ideas. Yeah, generally speaking, Respect. I think that's why cyberpunk is blowing up so much right now because people they're ready for something new. Right. Yeah. Simultaneously, they're waiting for GTA Six. I haven't yeah. played so. GTA Six isn't know. coming to twenty twenty seven. But so who knows how they? <laughs> I can't speak on Cyberpunk because I haven't played it. But from yeah. what I've seen, it doesn't really. Is it? Is it My an original boys, idea? It it is. Yeah, for it, it is. It is. My boy's playing it. I got it. But he's. I'm yeah, very light. Like it. Yeah. Stop. Any other ideas with the movies? Anyone? Uh, I mean, two original good, movies, or two good original know. movies that came out like this year and then twenty nineteen were, um, I mean, Parasite was a great movie. Parasite was good, a great original. Yes, completely. Um, and that's another thing. There's, 
I think you can almost guarantee there's not gonna be a parasite sequel. Oh yeah, no, no movies way. aren't made in that fashion anymore. Yeah. It's like they really do try to plan. Queen's Gambit yeah. too. This different this cinema, but it's a it's a show. Queen's Gambit was extremely like original as well. I feel like it's easier to do original show than original movie. Agreed. That's fair. Yeah, because even if you have like some of the same aspects, you can mm-hmm. change it by episode to make it yeah differentiate Fit from another. Yeah. Want to do. yeah. And uh, there was a new movie that came out in 2019 called The Fallen. And it was also um, about, it was a Korean movie. But uh, it was about uh, this family, this really large Korean family's uh, grandma got diagnosed with like cancer, but they didn't tell her. So they just like live their lives and like try to make her life as best as they can. And it sounded, it sounds like kind of sad, but it's a really happy movie. I remember seeing the trailer for that. Yeah, it's a really good movie. When you were saying that, I kind of got reminded with a few movies. I definitely feel like both of Jordan Peele's movies, Get Out and Us, oh, yeah. have yeah. some of the pull they do because they're so just fresh yeah. in general. Yeah, definitely. I think it's really cool how they both kind of run off of a semi-real theory. Like a modern Get idea. Out being it's really the, cool. the fear of, you know, being I mean, essentially over. what I... The, the organ trade, I link that back to human trafficking because mm. I'm sure that happens to some extent. Mm, so yeah. I think that's kind of a spin on it. And then with us, have, it, have yeah, y'all all seen us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, that's the fear of all these unused tunnels and shit under yeah. us. I think that was like a crazy take <laughs> that on that. Really take. Because like both, especially us, it opened with just with like that fact. Like there's like however many miles of unused and abandoned like tunnels and train navigation systems on the earth and that space right for people to do whatever who knows yeah this is like a little off topic but not really because we were our topic is like more originals and i think that with that being said a lot of directors are afraid of trying originals because originals don't do well No, either either originals can do extremely well, like us and Get Out, and the reason why us and Get Out did well, I feel like, is because Key and Pill. Everybody knew him from Key and Pill. He was a funny person, and now he completely switched size from comedy to horror. He also was so we were, relevant topic. Yeah, he was putting a rep. So, so as Jordan Pill as an artist, you were thinking like, how is he gonna do this? He's funny, like he's not a horror movie, and I, when you saw him. You saw your first Get Out film, and you're like, wow, this is good. It got you hooked. But a I lot of directors like, are scared. Yeah, yeah. Another aspect uh, towards that, like, because, like you said, like, that was a completely, like, original movie. But another thing, like, I wouldn't say this is original, but it was pretty unique how it had, like, basically, like, an all-black cast. Like, for, um, mm-hmm. yeah, true, for, like, true. Get Out and Us. And it's just, like, you know, like, seeing that on screen, it was really cool because, like, I don't, you know, I've never seen a film where it's just, like, so many people of color, you know what I'm saying, like, as main characters on the screen. Because I was watching it for a while. I was like, something's different. And I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, people, yeah, it's people of color up here. And, like, I just thought that was so crazy because it's just, like, it feels like that should have been happening a long time ago, but it hasn't because, you know, reasons. But, yeah, I think that was another driving concept why a lot of people went to go see it because of the cast. You know I agree I mean? with that too. It definitely, I agree. I can yeah. see that. That's another like, great factor in the pool. Part of the reason why Black Panther did well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, course, of course. Going that back was a to, great movie, though. Yeah, it was. Going back to what Mark said about uh, directors taking like uh, are afraid to take like risks. 
I don't think they're afraid to take risks. I just don't think they have enough money. Like, okay. and the people with the money do not like they don't. They want to take risks. They want. They want money. Yeah. I mean, you when you brought that up, you said it was kind of off topic. I think it's the opposite because that you could argue that's the whole reason cause of this inflation of these. You know, this enhanced recycling, whether it be taking some old series we forgot about, like. Can't even make one right now. Off top, no, Mulan. Mulan. <laughs> they remade Mulan, Mulan because it did the so well. Like the, That's the thing. Well, the first Mulan did really well, and I think, like you said, like it might not be they're afraid to take risks, but it also could be like they're not <laughs> people who are Im- willing to invest in. Them. Yeah. yeah. The the best type of movies are usually the movies that have a low budget, and like they are. Directed by really like, good creative people. Like they Star just don't Wars. have enough money. Star Wars, the first Star Wars had the cheap shit. Budget. That's kind of how <laughs> paranormal activity started. <laughs> yeah. And then it got slow to that, and then they went ham on the sequels. Yeah. That's another thing, though. These sequels can only happen when you have a great first idea. Right. That's true. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, um, to piggyback on like the first thing you were saying, like with the low budget, like uh, movies, like I heard Lord of the Rings, the very first one. Like a lot of people consider the best one, but they had they had no choice but to do good. Like this is completely different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it was like if it flopped, then they just lost out on a whole bunch of money. They can't make any sequels or anything. Mm. But like, like I feel like um, the best originals come from the drive that like this has to be something great. You know what I'm saying? That definitely it does have more pressure because you don't yeah. have a name to fall back. On. Right. Yeah. yeah. This is the first. Yeah. And then when you get into sequels and reboots, you can just do whatever, throw money <laughs> out the window. <laughs> Very true. I'm trying to go back. So now I'm trying to see actually. I'm gonna go like what's what how many years back in time should I go to compare that? See how many of those were original ideas. Should I go ten I years say, back? 2010. Yeah. I'll say, you said 2010. I'm gonna go yeah. 2009. I'm gonna go to the start of the last of the previous decade. I would say 2000. <clears throat> so in 2009, let's see the highest grossing movie was one Avatar. Like oh, the blue one? Yeah, the yeah, blue okay. one. Yeah, yeah, that was a that one was an original idea. That, that, that was an extremely, that was an extremely original. Bro. All right, here we are, part three of this. So once again, looking at innovation in the creative recycling, I feel like this can be kind of argued. It's more. Uh, conceptual here there's not many as strong examples but i feel like technology like general tech can um can kind of be seen in this light too the primary example being the iphones uh uh-huh. because i don't want to say there's a ceiling on this technology because the next big phone will be something that is very original and revolutionizes the idea of a phone at this, at where we are right now, I literally don't even know what they could do for iPhone 13, 14, etc. But you know they're going to make one. Of course. Oh, yeah. So they're going to find some little thing right. to tinker on and chart and make it a whole new I mean, in all honesty. And like this new iPhone 12. Uh, right. It looks like an iPhone 4. Like yeah, they went back to that to thick phone. They went back to their own shit already, yeah. and I mean that's what I'm saying. Like, not, not to say that there is a ceiling, but like it's it's it, there's only so much you can do that. I feel like 
they really shouldn't be on that kind of annual schedule. Like, yeah. it would be a lot cooler if they only made them when they felt like they had some new shit to the table and there was only, like, maybe, like, seven iPhone models. But, see, like, that, that just goes back into the money thing. Like, I guarantee you they already have all this planned out. They're probably, like, five generations ahead right now in technology. But they're going to give it to you in little bits and pieces so they can make the most money off of each and every one. Mm. Basically pushing those updates. You know, everybody knows it now. Like, the old phones... These updates bust up the old phone, so you have to get the new ones, essentially. Mm-hmm. And, like, nobody's switching to Samsung because they don't want to be out the loop. They want to be in the <laughs> iMessage chats. They want to be, you know, sending Bitmoji. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. get all the cool amenities that you get with iPhone. And, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I remember I saw a, a YouTuber was saying, like, competition is good. Like, it's a good thing. Because, like, um, like uh, just to briefly go back on video games, like, 2K. Everybody hates 2K, but everybody still plays 2K because that's the that's only, only basketball, basketball game out, out. right? So everybody has their grievances with the iPhones, but nobody's going to get a Samsung because Samsung's not competing. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like um, even though it's they're in that position, where yeah, they, yeah, 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 they're in that position where they can fall back on the name, right? Yeah, without doing nothing new, to right? Them. Yeah, they can keep you know just baby feeding you new concepts because they don't have any competition and they know they can make money off it still. But yeah, it's crazy. Don't we all have iPhones here? Yeah, I think we do. I think we absolutely do. Yeah, yeah. I, I, we all have iPhones. Five out of five right now. I ain't gonna have no Android. <laughs> <laughs> Send an SMS. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the same time, two thousand four. I feel like I feel like uh, a good example of tech right now because you have to be flushed out because it is so new. Is these new game consoles? Mm. And mainly, I'm looking at the PS5. Okay, just just speaking. I'm not really looking at the Xbox. Xbox ain't do nothing really new. (laughs) Come on, not the Xbox. But I do. There's definitely a genuine excitement in the air for these consoles. But I don't have one. I don't think any of us do. Mm. Do we? No, I got a PC, but damn, I don't have an Xbox. You see, you here? We're not there yet. Yeah, I'm Xbox. But like, what, what was the question? You're good. Well, um, I'm about to explore the, the the PS5 and the new consoles as potentially innovative technology. Yeah. I can't really declare it as it because I haven't used one, and it's still brand brand new. So we don't we haven't even fleshed out and utilized it, which we could be. But it has the promise to be, you know, pretty innovative. But also at the same time. It could be more of the same very easily. It really could. I so it, it's, it's, very, it's going to be interesting to see how they manage to push forward in it's any 4K. aspect. PlayStation 4, 5 is 4K. I mean, my 4K. Xbox is 4K. HDR, all that. And then I have, I have an old Xbox. Mine came out about two years ago. I think PlayStation's already taken an interesting route with their controller because a lot of people have been talking about yeah. these adaptive. Triggers in haptic feedback oh, okay. <laughs> and all that. And man, I, I asked someone to tell me about the PS5, and they they said those words, and I was like, no. Like, how do you feel about it? Don't give me, don't repitch it. <laughs> right. What do you feel oh, like? Yes. Oh, but I, I be seeing feel. videos, and I be seeing how much the trigger goes in and whatnot, and how to like yeah. example for a shooter. They have different pulls and resistances for the guns. I think a better like. That's one way it could be more immersive. And um, 
I definitely feel like the VR is going to continue. Yeah, they started it. You were you about to bring that up? They started it already on the PS4. You know, it's only going to continue on the five. They completely gave up. Oh, sorry, go ahead. My fault. I think that that was that will probably make the five, the PlayStation Five, will be VR. And then that's going to be a direction they travel towards. I think that should be the direction they travel. You're getting extremely big right now. It could. That is a whole new space where you can't innovate. Mm-hmm. For sure. If they don't, I will consider it the same thing as the PlayStation Four. Xbox mm. like completely just got rid of. So you're saying you need to see something? Yeah, like they don't oh, like, like, so yeah. like I need a reason why I should buy this because okay. they, that's of course, of course, games, new games are cool, but like, and they're gonna look clean. And they're gonna that. look clean, but PlayStation Four games look clean. They so, do. You they know? sure is. God of War is an extremely good game, so I, I need to see something new with like VR. I was about to say, I feel like we could take this argument to, um, like y'all, like you guys were saying, the VR thing, like it's kind of an original concept. So PlayStation can use this original concept to expound upon, you know, also make money, I guess, but, you know, to expound upon it and make something completely new as, as, uh, you know, opposed to just getting a whole bunch of new games. Cause you know, every new console is just a whole bunch of new games. Like, you know, like it's, it's brand new, it's beautiful, you know what I'm saying? But like Marcus said, he said um, Xbox, they just abandoned the whole VR thing. Like the Connect Xbox Connect, yeah, the, the Connect is gone. So PlayStation yeah. could capitalize on this and they they could. make R&D that new way. That shit sucked. R&D. Yeah, no, nah, man. I think, <laughs> the I think is definitely staying on VR. If PlayStation 5 can execute nice VR, that would definitely attract people. Because even though it's going to be kind of like an iPhone situation, even though it's arguably. You can have no. You can have straight up better VR experiences yes. with your PC and those extra. Oh, it's just so many more accessories. But if they can Condense compromise it. it and just put it as an attachment for you, the the home PS Five mm-hmm. that all your family already uses, the, the machine you watch your YouTube on, the one you already know how to use, if they can network it in there, they could essentially head that industry. <laughs> yeah, for real. Much. Because there's still gonna be people with the Oculus, and they're gonna be using it. And they'll be like, "Hey, man, this <laughs> Oculus is fire," but no one wants to go cop the three thousand dollars. Yeah, it's quite expensive for a VR setup. Like, if you do it on PC. Oh, well, kind of. I didn't really talk about it on the video game, but since we're here now, the Switch. In Completely general, innovative. Oh yeah, the Nintendo well, Switch is fire. It's not it's a hybrid. Yeah. It's but not it's completely cool. innovative, but it's innovative enough. I feel, enough for I really I feel like it, it was like, it's, it's basically, yes, yeah, it's, it's a more refined Wii, honestly. Yeah. Like with the two Wiimotes and the system was bigger, but now it's in more compact uh, package. And they have the technology now to like make nice looking games, mm-hmm. but in that small package on those little SD I think cards. it's just so crazy yeah. how you, it's really portable, portable yeah. and a console at the same time. Right. Like, literally, you can't name any other console that is that. Yeah, most definitely not. Nope. Because Nintendo, uh, yeah. it's crazy because some games I only play vice versa. Like yeah. on my po- when I play Pokemon, I only played it handheld. Yeah. Not really. If I'm playing Smash, I'm playing it on the TV. On the yeah, yeah. It's weird. It's kind of like they fit. I kind of fit them into that, and I could, you know, play them on both. If I really was hooked on the, it's crazy to know that I could be hooked on something like Breath of the Wild. Yeah. And like, say I had to take a train. I could take that with me though. Like, I don't even got stopped. Right. Those those big, huge 
full forges experiences. Yeah. Giving them the portable and like capability is impressive on its own. And like I feel like this is kind of like um I wouldn't say it's the peak for Nintendo, but like this is just kind of like the payoff for doing their own thing, like mm-hmm. for a while. Cause you know, like PlayStation and Sony, they've been competing for a while, but after a certain point, Nintendo is just like, Yeah, we're not doing this anymore. <laughs> like we're we're doing our own thing. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. and I feel like the my, the main focus for their systems is fun. Like what's going to be fun and in this day and age they figured out, you know, a little portable system with the new games and stuff like that. Like that's that's what's going to be fun, you know? Mm-hmm. And like it is. It and most the, definitely is. The yeah. only reason why I even was reminded of the switch in my head is was because I was thinking about the Wii too, when yeah. we were just speaking that and the Wii is another pristine example. Cause I I was trying to figure out how the Wii fits into the virtual the reality Wii conversation Wii. because it wasn't virtual reality. It's motion Does control. It, is it, would it no, motion control. Control. not consider motion control. Yeah, it's yeah. motion control. So it's completely separate, but you know, it definitely was like a foot in the door type of thing. And then, I feel like it had to come first. At the same time, I could kind of see that because, you know, virtual reality, system. yeah, you got like the hands and then like the, the feet, like the spatial awareness. But I remember the Wii, they had that little board. And like uh, you could fit. use that, yeah, yeah, the Wii Fit. You could use the pressure yeah. on your feet to like yeah. dictate things. It wasn't that the best. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it wasn't the Wii the best, was a good system, bro. The Wii was. That was. This is like 2011. Yeah, I think Wii came out before. It might have. Uh, it might have been 2008 or something like yeah. that. For real, the Wii Fit came after the fact, most definitely. Yeah, but, yeah. But the Wii was another piece. Yeah, like you said, Nintendo has been awarded with its own unique fan base because they continually do original stuff whatever they want like microsoft that. and sony are like yeah they're just kind of deadlocked in a burger king mcdonald's, McDonald's yeah. pepsi coke kind of competition yeah but nintendo is just as big as them right and they're doing their own thing right it's kind of interesting how you can be seen in your own life right mm. it kind of goes in a different way from like uh competition is promotes like better another beer technology yeah whatever. Most definitely. Thank you. So, a little, a few closing, closing thoughts in kind of regards with a few things. Now, without looking at it in any kind of category of video game, cinema, in any degree, just more so the concept of these, uh, this recycling. I had a few questions. I just wanted to see how y'all felt about. So, um, so you know how we ran into a few of them that I was kind of like, I don't know if I can count this because it's coming from old property, but it's a new envision on it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say. I'm trying to think how to form it. Like how, how, like how much content is a idea limited to before it starts getting, you know, feeling like it's more. I really don't know how to word it, but here's how I feel about it. I feel like every idea can at least be awarded a trilogy. Because if something's a good idea and it does good, it can definitely deserve its sequel, be a great sequel. And that's not bad. But it starts getting a little eye-raising when you reach into six, seven, and eighth in the you know, in a category. So I'm gonna say I feel like every idea is entitled to a trilogy. I think you can give it that because you can give it uh, the original, uh, something different in the middle, and then the closing. 
segment. Yeah, I, yeah, I think a trilogy is like a perfect yeah, sequence, like, like, like original prequel and sequel. Yeah, like, like Star Wars did. Like so, like as far as trilogies, like uh, Star Wars is a good example. Lord of the Rings, they do a trilogy as well. Um, isn't the Matrix isn't that a trilogy? Yeah, but I mean, the third movie were were they good, Mark? The Matrix third movie and yeah. the second one, they're all right. They're all right. Yeah. They weren't. The well, that, that's on them. They could have made that true, right? But it was it wasn't piss poor. I'm not gonna say it was horrible, but it wasn't as good as the first. Quick yes or no, because I don't want to go too deep. Because you clearly like the Matrix. Do you think the Matrix needed a Matrix two? Do you think the Matrix needed a sequel? Yes. Okay. Okay. You can see that. And kind of going off of that, do y'all feel like even the attempt? to recycle it to redo it or reboot it because sometimes you know some there's see something uh let's use the the mulan a lot of people like mulan and they saw like it didn't have no mushu in it it did a whole bunch of things and they were like yo we don't want this because it's gonna tarnish the original so i'm asking do y'all feel like that attempt even if it's good or bad let's say okay actually let's say an average attempt at redoing it do you feel like it does tarnish the original because at the same time i'm saying this because i don't because you don't need to see that movie again and it'll never obscure your view of the og idea i agree with you because you can block it off because it really is its own separate idea you just see they try to do something so i feel like the kind of worry that oh man they, sh- they need to leave this alone it's kind of a i agree with you kevin wholeheartedly like a, like a I don't, I don't know how to put it because, as I said earlier too, I am kind of against this inclined of sequelization and all that. But I, I don't feel like it's, it, like I said, if something's good, it should have at least this chance to flesh out a little bit more. I think that with that being said, you use Milan as a good representation. Uh, that was, a, like, I agree. I can think as the, the first Milan movie and the second Milan movie completely different things only because they're two completely one's live action one's not and one has mushu one has not yeah and i'm gonna bring up an, my body may interrupt you but i'm gonna bring up another topic if we're gonna like talk about that we should also talk about like avatar last airbender everyone knows the avatar hmm. last airbender movie was shit that's Whoa. a whole different thing because now they're like switching mediums yeah in addition to remaking live just, action in general just live action but then we could like avatar last ever in the legend of court you know and like if you still think about it avatar last airbender still did extremely well despite the movie being shit and despite i wouldn't say legend of court is shit because i enjoy legend of court but despite a lot of people not liking legend of court but Avatar The Last Airbender still did extremely well. So I, I don't think they have to have a direct correlation to each other. Like Avatar The Last Ember was a great fucking series. A great series. Legend of Korra was a great fucking series. But they're two different things, you know? Right. And I think if anything would have fucked over Avatar The Last Airbender, it would have been the movie. Because it did the same thing kind of like Mulan did. And I think at times too, like, I used to going back to the Final Fantasy 7 remake, that is something that's multiple generations ahead now. I think it was on PlayStation 1, right? And now it got spruced up, you know, for the 4. That is a, a good embrace, I would I would at least categorize, compared to the Mulan's portrayal as a bad one. 
Yeah. But at the same time, like I said, I feel like those people saying it should be left alone. They it doesn't change your interpretation of the original because it could the Mulan could have had a Final Fantasy effect, kind of. It could have been great, and people could have just been like, "Oh man, we need more Mulan." Yeah, but that didn't happen. Till the end. I mean, I don't know. Like that was just such a. That, the, that is another example. It's not anime, but it is technically some live action stuff. They're yeah. making the cartoons into these, and they're not really doing it differently. Like I feel like Mulan would have been great if they used like you know those old school Chinese movies. Like if they took that cinematic approach with that kind of budget, like with a large scale modern Disney bread, they're pretty cool. Yeah, that I thought that would have been pretty yeah. cool. But no, they just did exactly what they did in the Lion King and Aladdin. They just it was just the I animation. Feel like, I feel but like real people. They definitely could have had a sector of like the people who did the Lion King or something like that. They could yeah. have had a team do just focus on Mushu, yeah, something like that. Well, they didn't even like, try to do that. Yeah, I think they're I feel just like, like it's too much money. They took that whole character out. They took the cricket out. They took the horse out. Oh, yeah, that's they not even a lot. They took out yeah. a lot. And that's just... But they so, also made it out of musical. Yeah. This just general recycling, it just leads you to so many little dilemmas. Because, like, now it's to say, who's to say the live action should ever happen with anything? I feel like that's real sticky territory. Yeah, I agree. Because... I don't even view, I do view it as a, you know, like a remake and all that, but it really is crossing over mediums, and I feel like that's just a whole different field. Even if you went script by script, page by page, it's hard to recreate because it's a whole different style. Yeah. Definitely. One way you could have a good transition of uh, medium, medium mm-hmm. having an excessive style. And which people having a really defined way of doing things and like sticking to it i think people don't want to do that because it's like they're afraid to take that risk but jinji ito is so popular now and well known in like just every circle that they can do that and take that step especially with adult swim because yeah. they like doing stuff like that yeah adult swim is weird but or like vice, i guess or something adult like that. Swim is hype. well i think that covered everything y'all y'all yeah. got anything left to say huh Nah. Uh-huh. Besides, uh, screw big corporate. Mm-hmm. Nah. <laughs> screw big corporate. Yeah, get get creative, Disney. This right. main Disney is such a prime example. Like, imagine if Disney was literally focusing on being original. Right. Uh, like it used to. It'd be a very <laughs> yeah, literally it'd right. be a very unique world. Because it went, like I said, relating back to the competition too. Disney had eight of those top ten grosser movies. Right. The yeah, other right. two belong to Sony. Now, I'm not going to say Sony and Disney is in, you know, the Burger King, McDonald's, Pepsi, Coke kind of battle. All right. But looking at it like that, you could kind of argue it is, and I wouldn't even think it is. I would I would just say they're two giants in the film industry. They are, for sure. But dang. Okay. Let's just, let's just see more creativity. Yeah. Give me my big corporate. <laughs>